What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This Haber Middle Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ashford University. Ashford.edu slash ham. Start your master's degree today. And brought to you by Untuck It. Untuckit.com. Promo code HAM and Upstart. Upstart. See how low your Upstart rate is at Upstart.com slash HAM. Now the segment. My least favorite uh, story going on in the NBA right now, really in sports today, I tried to watch the three-minute video of uh, Spike Lee. With Stephen A. Explaining himself, telling the story. You know how the elevator is. You get on the elevator, they're like, get off the elevator. I'm like, I'm not getting off the elevator. I know how tickets work. You scan a ticket, it can't be scanned again. I'm not falling for that trick, which was actually pretty funny. I Now, I know James Dolan's an easy target. I actually shouldn't be surprised that you and I agree on this. I'm watching this thing play out, and I'm just saying, who gives a shit? Like, I look, if I had to choose, I am Team Spike. I like Spike Lee. I love Spike Lee. He gives the world a lot. He's been a great supporter. I would say it's bad business to alienate Spike Lee. Your team sucks. This guy stands up for you, kind of. He's just the face of your franchise. He really is. He's your number one fan. Don't alienate Spike Lee. But that being said, I do not care. Just, just why is this? Now, their, uh, their press release was awful. They they send out press releases like you sent like bought, people send texts to each other like angry press releases. I I, but my I God, will I will I can't su- be on. I'll support the press so release though, guy, because okay. after I tr- I'm with you. I I watched of the three minutes, a buck forty five of it, and he was being pretty extreme because last night when the video went viral, it was like damn they booted Spike Lee out of the place. I follow Carl Banks. The guy that played right next to Lawrence Taylor, who mm-hmm. is still a staple in New York. He works for the Giants, and he's basically their Tim Ryan of the Giants, of their voice, you know, the voice of the of the Giants. He lives in New York, staple of the organization, big New York guy. And he was like, when it looked like Spike Lee's been kicked out of MSG, and then he quoted a tweet being like, oh, I'm watching the game. He's sitting courtside right now. 
So Spike Lee got to the game. There were pictures in the press release of him hanging out with James Dolan. And then I thought it was just over after last night. There was a misunderstanding. Spike freaked out. They let him in. And then today, for him to go on first take and to go full victimhood, the NBA guy has a branding problem. Everything is always non-basketball victim. This guy's getting fucked. This guy's getting screwed. Blah, 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 blah. It is exhausting. It is. It's why, you know why I love James Harden just talking shit? Because it was just in a 2020 way. I mean, in 1997, it would have been like, just fuck that guy. Now, James did it like in a 2020 version of, you know, he can't get to the basket and, you know, he's not that skilled, but I, I'll, I'll take it. Because it was good and passive aggressive. Yeah, everything is just is spikely. I'm with you. Why is this even a story? I get it because it's easy to shit on the Knicks. But two, I love the line in there. To act like Spike Lee was the victim here is laughable. They did not kick him out. There was a misunderstanding with some security guards, and he fucking made it to his goddamn seats. And then what I think, what I think, I think James, for all the shit he's taken, and I'm sure he's deserved every bit of it. For him to go out of his way to go on first take and then to start shitting on us after you just watched the game. Guy, it was a great game. The Knicks won. Russell missed a game-winning shot. He said, well, here's part of the statement. The idea that, you read part of it. The idea that Spike Lee is a victim because we've repeatedly asked him not to use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by other celebrities who enter the garden, is laughable. It's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetrate drama. He is welcome to come to the garden anytime via the VIP or general entrance, just not through the employee entrance, which is what he and Jim agreed to last night when they shook hands. So, I mean, you know, the biggest problem with the NBA is they're just so fraudulent on this shit and they get so much support like from the media when they fuck up. Like there are rules. James Dolan has a rule here and Spike broke it. End of story. Spike says he's not going to another game, John, this year. I'll be back next season, but I'm done for this season. I'm done. He claims he's done because they kicked the, They won't let him go in the employee entrance? Uh, he's saying he's done for this season. but he's coming. I'm coming back next year, but I'm just done, done for this season. I, it's just, I, I didn't even read the whole statement that they agreed to, like, bro, you just can't go in that entrance. So it's pretty basic. Like, hey, we got rules here. That's a rule. You can't go. Every guy that sits courtside he, does this. So he says, Dolan comes up to him and says, we have to talk. And I said, talk about what? I said, Mr. Dolan, I've been coming here for 28 years. Why was I not notified by email, text, phone? Dolan's reply was, now you know. I think as a fundamental rule, taking the Knicks side is not, that's not what I'm doing here. That's not what you're doing here. But just the fact that this is like, uh, let's get Spike on TV level. I like know. That's an NBA story. I think you nailed it. These are not, these are not good stories for the NBA. Like and right you now, and you agree this isn't people, really that egregious. Like this is probably pretty basic in most places. Yeah, I don't think it is. Again, did nobody tell Spike and did they treat him with disrespect? That's my question because Spike does deserve a little more respect than everybody else. But um, it was the secu- did, it was random security guards. Yeah, but they. But I mean, they. You know, they're they're acting how they've been told to act. Like we saw the Charles Oakley thing. Reggie Miller tweeted, "Oh, how the mighty have fallen." Wouldn't happen at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Maybe finally time to switch your allegiance, Spike. <laughs> That's a good one. Now, in the in the anti nick side, they are just they can't get out of their own way. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Like as a rule, I'm not taking their side, but I do think this just is not good. Like the NBA should be trying to figure out how do we get people excited about the fact that 
we don't really know who's going to win the NBA Finals this year. Like, isn't that cool? Let's promote that. Let's make that the story. Well, the problem is their number one partner, ESPN, loves shit like this. Eats it up. Well, because who, who, for a reason, though. Did, did, did Spike Lee reach out to them, or did they reach out to Spike Lee, you think? If you had to guess. I would guess they reach out to Spike. I would, I would guess Steve, maybe they said it on the broadcast. I would guess Stephen A. texted Spike, like, you got to come on the show. Yeah. Like, remember back, was it last year when everything was getting weird with Magic? Stephen A.'s like, I, Magic, I need you. We got to talk this shit out. Well, yeah. yeah. The, do you know what the Magic NBA... Was on then for like three... Magic did like a... <laughs> oh, my God. But he Vegas became like a, a co-host. He was like, yeah, you know, residency. I kind of like the Bucks rotation. And then he's just giving it to... You know, I, I think what Pat Riley's going to do big picture with the Heat is like, fuck, just hire Magic back. Remember Magic in his talk was like, yeah, hopefully ESPN... Remember, he's like, hey, what's up? Uh, what's up, uh, Ramona? You think ESPN will have me back? Like, he needed a job. It's like, Magic. You just... The, the NBA drama you have to agree, is exhausting. And I think we disagree that, like, I, I do think a lot of casual sports fans feel it a little bit more. You think it's more just, I'm not trying to misquote it's you here, Twitter. more basketball stuff. I actually think it's kind of intertwined now because it's just part of who the NBA is. I, For the most part, the Warriors do a good job. Well, I'd say their drama, that's just what happens when you become a huge team the last couple of years. But it, they, they, just, they, they just struggle... You see, Daryl Morey was on Nick Wright's show, and he and he just mm-hmm. had a good point. He's just you can't watch an NBA broadcast now without it being pretty overly negative. And I, you know what? I for his, say what you want about Daryl Morey, he's pro democracy, and he's dead right on that because I do think a lot. And he didn't he use Tony Romo as an example how he was positive and just it was fun to watch. Yeah, and it's just it can be really exhausting because one of especially a local broadcast, the, the broadcaster's always shitting on the other team. It's just, you'd know this bet. Has it gotten worse, you think, over the years with, with the, the popularity and the amount of people watching and what it feels like these broadcasters now owe to their owner? I, I don't know. Um, I do think... It's definitely different, I, right? I, I definitely know uh, it's hard because I haven't been watching other, other people's local broadcasts my whole life. You know what I mean? Um, and I felt like growing up watching like the Kings watching the Giants predominantly they did not they were not like shit talking the other team well, like to me like Kuiper and Kruko are very just positive of the game right yeah they so I do think the the three-pointers specifically and the fact that the league is quote-unquote softer like those two things I think have created a lot of like old school guys like used to be able to just foul a guy like that whole realm of conversation and then three pointers, I I think have changed the way old school guys watch the watch the game. I'm kind of a hypocrite because I agree with those takes. <laughs> yeah, I know. So do I, there, I do too. Like I think too much. I, I, the other thing that I you know I think this is like there is a way to introduce. You have for 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 everybody to evolve. You have to introduce the audience to analytics so that one day it's as casual for a fan to to talk about whatever. ERA minus as it is to talk about batting average like that's progressive because if that's how teams are talking then that's how you know you want fans to be like on the inside of all that but you can also go too far the other direction I think um, because you want it to be very consumable for the individual but that's that's different than what Maury's talking about I I do think the his team gets shit on a lot though so it's kind of yeah I, I I think there's also this other plane of conversation where the only conversation is everyone talks so negative but all anybody says is Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. But no one really like, all right, what, who, what are we really talking about here? 
I would encourage local broadcast. I know a couple of baseball teams that do this, where their broadcasters are basically it's decreed to them you don't promote, you don't talk about the other teams, you talk about our team. Yeah, well, what if our team sucks? Then what do we you, do? Because you, the season's long. You've heard people been told that. Yes, I know of. Uh, I know it's happened multiple places, but you, yes, you, like hey, do you think that's extreme? Don't, Yes, I think it's bad for the sport. I think it's bad for business. No, you should talk about Mike Trout and how he's coming in two weeks because you want to sell tickets. That, that, that's why I I've brought that up before when we talked about the A's doing their own show. And one thing I was impressed with A's cast last year and Chris Townsend, for people who aren't in the market, like they do their own radio show every day, is that they, they are encouraged to talk about the league as a whole, not just the A's. Well, do you notice, like I just following Townie on Twitter <clears> – <throat> Like they'll have the opposing manager or like the opposing right fielder yeah. or the opposing bench yes. coach. So it's just, I think it's a baseball I, show. It's promoting the I game. Low, I'm with you. I think owners need to get that. The owners need to understand it is good for us. But they're every, every owner is like, oh, no, but we're the sons. We don't want you talking about how good everyone else is. It makes us look bad. It's like, well, then be better. But I'm with you. I, I'll give yeah, you age credit I, on that, too. They uh, Townie always had like Joe Madden, whoever the opposing manager was on. Why wouldn't you? It's baseball. Fucking guys are around. If if, right, if, gotta get, if in any sport you need shit to talk about, is that one, right? No question. And again, you're selling. It's not like a team's coming in on one night. They're coming in for three or four nights. So promoting the other team's players, especially if your team is no good, is a financial benefit. How many teams, how, your own teams in your own division, also you play three or four series at home against them? Yep. Everyone's so sad. God, if we were owned a team, we'd fucking break cash. Oh, we wouldn't even talk about our own team. No. We'd be wearing other teams' jerseys. I'd show up as the owner of the Cubs wearing a Cardinals jersey. No, I wouldn't do that. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.